It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I was just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> never really liked Chris. Yeah. You? Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. All right, everybody, welcome aboard. It is the Locked on Redskins podcast. A very Merry Christmas to you. And apparently Jay Gruden, Redskins head coach, is Scrooge. Well, maybe not. It kind of depends on your perspective on things. Because DJ Swearinger has been released by the Washington Redskins um, after his very controversial comments that we played you in episode number 150 of the Locked on Redskins podcast Saturday night into Sunday. Uh, and you can still, of course, get it as you can. All of our episodes, again, it's episode uh, number 150 available on iTunes, Player FM, Megaphone, uh, Google Play, all the different ways that you can subscribe and download and listen to the Locked on Redskins podcast. Um, so DJ Swearinger telling my friends, Grant Paulson and Pete Medhurst exclusively on the radio station I work for, 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C., and Radio.com around the world, that he had been released by the Redskins after a meeting on Monday morning with Jay Gruden at Redskins Park and basically said, you know, um, and, and Jay, since the last time we joined you on this particular podcast, Jay ripped DJ Swearinger as much as I've seen him rip a player probably since that uh, infamous 2014 press conference with Robert Griffin III, uh, which, by the way, he was right for to a very large degree and got absolutely smoked and shredded by people that don't know what the hell they're talking about. Jay Gruden was as, as frustrated and as angry with an individual player on Sunday uh, via teleconference. We were not allowed to be at Redskins Park via teleconference, uh, so I heard the smoke coming out of his ears in his voice. And I knew at that point, especially with elimination from the playoffs, that something was going to happen to Swearinger. Honestly, I thought it was going to be a suspension for um, conduct detrimental to the team, insubordination, something like that. As it turns out, the Redskins go one step further and whack him and let him go And now he basically goes through the waiver process. And depending on when you are listening to this particular podcast, he could get claimed. Uh, I'm not sure with the Christmas holiday on Tuesday, of course, the 25th, if there is a special waiver period where normally he would be able to kind of be claimed on waivers up until only 24 hours after the official filing uh, which should be 4 p.m. Eastern time on Monday, so that would put us on Christmas Day. It might be Wednesday. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is, is whatever the waiver period is, 
DJ Swearinger could be claimed by another team, say a playoff-hungry team or playoff-contending team, and only have to pay him uh, shy of $200,000. It's about $176,000 if he's claimed on waivers. Now, if a team does not claim him, and I would expect that he would be claimed, and again, by the time you're listening to this, he could be claimed already, uh, the bottom line is, is if he's not claimed, then he's a free agent. He can go anywhere he wants. So we'll have to see what happens with Swearinger. But either way, he's not coming back to the Redskins again. Uh, and a lot of people, a lot of fans, and I, I maybe a lot of you that listen to this Locked on Redskins podcast might have a major, major problem with it. First, here's some details for you. Played in 15 games, all 15 games, started all 15 games, uh, played in just about every single defensive snap that the Redskins had. Uh, Field Yates of ESPN had it as missing just one snap. Four interceptions, ten pass breakups. Um, You know he's a Pro Bowl alternate. Listen, nobody would question that DJ Swearinger is not a good player and is not a hard worker in terms of film study and in terms of trying to have a a, a play-with-his-hair-on-fire mentality. Nobody would question any of that. You can say that. You can say that. And compliment him for that and have those qualities, but still be a divisive force. And that's what Redskins fans, by and large, don't understand. You have the talent of the player at a position that is still and has has always been a need since the tragic murder of Sean Taylor. The Redskins have never been able to get the position right, no matter how many times they've tried. And it appeared that they were doing everything correct trying to get ha-ha Clinton Dix at the trade deadline, check. Trying to draft Monte Nicholson, check. Trying to, signing DJ Swearinger and having him grow and mature and get better as a player, check, check, check. It appeared that the Redskins were trying to do everything right for once in their miserable last 27 years of existence. That's the way it appeared. And now it's completely blown up in their face. Because Clinton Dix has not played well enough. He's a free agent at the end of the year, as we talked about when they made the trade. So it's unlikely that they bring him back. But quite honestly, I can't rule it out. Nobody's going to think that he's coming back. But maybe he does and says, you know what? I'll sign with you for one more year because I like the locker room. I like being around my Alabama guys. Uh, I know I can start here. I know I can be better with a full offseason in the system. Maybe I come back for one more one year at a maybe slightly higher rate or whatever the machinations of the deal is, and I feel like I can get better and I can be a starter. And quite honestly, the Redskins need that right now because they're basically looking at DeShazer Everett, they're looking at Troy Apke, and they're looking at Monte Nicholson. Those are the three guys with any kind of NFL experience under their control. That's not good enough, as we know. Safety is a pretty high priority. Again, Clinton Dix could come back. Everyone is going to tell you there's no way they can bring him back. He didn't have to sign here for five years. As a matter of fact, he wouldn't. But if he's willing to gamble on himself, and if he's willing to bet on himself and the Redskins believe in him enough that with a full offseason in whatever the defensive scheme is, whether it's Minuski or whether it's a new scheme, it could happen. And it probably has to happen, quite honestly. Again, nobody besides me is going to tell you that. 
but it probably will and could and has to happen because the Redskins have too many other needs to just make safety their overwhelming top priority. They might have a, a, a Josh Norman hole to replace. I mean, every indication is that Josh Norman is not going to be back next year. Every indication. Not not publicly, privately. DJ Swearinger wasn't expected to come back next year. I think that was part of the thought process with Clinton Dix as well. Was, hey, if this guy goes AWOL for all of his transgressions verbally and him throwing teammates and the organization and the coaching staff under the bus, we have some insurance. It didn't work out, but we have some insurance. Clearly, they have very little faith in Troy Apke. Clearly, DeShazer Everett is a better special teams player than he is a safety, but he can contribute there from time to time. But the Redskins have too many needs to make safety the top priority, the overwhelming priority, just from that standpoint. And I know I tweeted out something contrary to that on Monday right after it. I wasn't quite thinking in this regard. So this is with a little bit of time and a little bit of thought that maybe the best thing to do is to draft a kid, another kid, and again bring back Clinton Dix if he's willing to bet on himself and if the Redskins are willing to bet on him. And from a character perspective, certainly seems like a fit. The little bit that I know. All right, when we come back, we will run down, uh, because my colleagues at thefandc.com, again, part of 106.7, the fan the radio station I work for, uh, my colleagues did a... Great write-up, and I'll tweet this out, at Locked Redskins. My colleague Josh Luckenbaugh did a great write-up of all the different transgressions verbally that DJ Swearinger uh, had over the two years, less than two years, that he had here in Washington with the Redskins. We'll have that for you next, right here. Again, Merry Christmas, everyone. Make sure you follow me at Russellmania621, at Locked Redskins. Make sure you... Uh, are dialed in and locked into at Locked On NFL Net. At Locked On NFL Net for all your NFL news, breaking news, injuries, fantasy, gambling information, coverage, quotes, everything, in game updates at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. But first, guys, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company can be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males and has more education and earning than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast, Locked On Redskins, and the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Email me at russellmania09, that's R-U-S-S-E-L-L-M-A-N-I-A-0-9, russellmania09 at gmail.com, and I'll get you all the details. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good to have you guys with us. It is episode number 151 and a Merry Christmas 
or whatever you celebrate. But Merry Christmas, most of you. Most of you will celebrate, and I hope you are all having a good holiday season and wish you all a very happy New Year. I'm Chris Russell, host of this darn thing, the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 151. 151. Uh, and away we go. We mentioned DJ Swearinger uh, again exclusively on my radio station that I work for, 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C. and Radio.com, announcing on Monday morning uh, to my pals Grant Paulson and Pete Medhurst that he was being released. Um, you can hear the entire interview. Uh, I can't play it because I'm not sure if I have the rights to play it uh, here, but just go to thefandc.com, uh, thefandc.com. Uh, is where you want to go, and I'm sure it'll be up there on the main page and the front page uh, for a while. Uh, or, again, you can go to the on-demand section, but, again, it'll be plastered everywhere, thefandc.com. Uh, One thing I wanted to get to here was kind of a complete look back that my pal Josh Luckenbaugh uh, of thefandc.com put together uh, after this latest collage of comments from DJ Swearinger on Saturday uh, that we did get to play for you uh, on Saturday night in episode number 150. And again, we didn't, in the in the aftermath, we didn't really think, okay, gosh, these are really, really, really the tip of the iceberg, or this is the end. But I guess we should have. In hindsight, we should have thought more about it yesterday, especially when I heard how seething Jay Gruden is. Normally, he's pretty calm. Uh, but he was really upset on Sunday afternoon with DJ Swearinger, and rightfully so. He's got every right to be. Um, so Swearinger, again, those comments on Saturday night. But as, again, Josh points out, uh, again, at thefandc.com, and you can read this as well, going back to last year, again, Swearinger's first year with the Redskins, following a Week 10 loss to the Minnesota Vikings, Swearinger said he thought the practice on Friday before the game was, quote-unquote, wasn't good enough. All right, so he had that thing to say. A couple of weeks later, after Week 14 loss to the L.A. Chargers, and this was following, again, 10 days in between games between a bad loss to the Dallas Cowboys and then a long trip out to Los Angeles for a Week 14 drubbing by the Chargers, he said, Quote, if you don't prepare well, you're going to fail. I don't think we prepared well. We're not prepared. It's all of us, players and coaches. So we've got to be more prepared. End quote. Now, Swearinger is one of these guys that, and Trent Williams told me this a couple of weeks ago, and we played this for you on this podcast, that Swearinger is the type of guy that, at midnight, he's still buried in his iPad. Now, that's great, right? That's ideally what you would love. The problem is, is he has to do that privately. One time is one thing, three, four, five times, and then you start throwing people under the bus completely. And it is not good. Because why? Well, you ask, <laughs> and see, this is what fans don't understand. When DJ Swearinger said something, it carries weight. Right, And not only does the fan base go nuts and the media goes nuts, but players inside that locker room start thinking, hmm, influential play or influenced, easy-to-be-influenced players like young kids like Greg Strollman and Danny Johnson and maybe DeShazer Everett and others are like, 
well, maybe DJ Swearinger's right. Quentin Dunbar. He's still new at this. Even though he's good and he's on IR, he's still, you know, young. Guys are impressionable. And they think, especially if they like DJ Swearinger, hey, this guy's got a point. This guy is right. And that's why it's a problem. That's why it's a problem. Because it's not just DJ speaking his mind and being honest. As I've heard all over Twitter and all across the board, well, why why doesn't DJ Swearinger or why does DJ Swearinger get fired? Meanwhile, Zach Brown, Mason Foster, and then of course everybody brings up the stupid Ruben Foster situation, which is completely irrelevant uh, to the matter. Well, here's the difference: Ruben, Fo- I mean Mason Foster, criticized the fan base and the organization in general in a what he thought was a private conversation. You've done it. We've done it. I've done it. We've all done it. Everyone throws their employer, their co-employees, colleagues, everyone, their boss under the bus. Everyone does it in private. Many of us don't do it in public. DJ Swearinger did. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four. LeBron James' voice. But you get the point. Multiple times. So this column goes on, and again, it details all of the different comments and different things that T.J. Swearinger has said. Uh, Again, to reporters, in press conferences, on 106.7 The Fan, the whole time that he's been here. He said after... The Saints' Monday night loss. Quote, I've been preaching trying to change the culture. We go to practice. There shouldn't be any joking around. Shouldn't be any more joking around from nobody. We got blew out. Okay, that doesn't make sense, but that was the word he said. We got blew out. And he added... You come to work, it means business. And truthfully, if it doesn't mean business to you as a leader on the defense, I would rather you not even come. Hey, listen, I said at the time, and that was just when we were beginning and took over from Hollywood Nick Cashew, I had no problem with DJ Swearinger saying, guys can't be joking around, guys are too lax, guys are too serious. He wasn't calling out anybody by name specifically. Okay, he was just talking in general. Hey, we as players have to take this more seriously. However, when you add those comments and then you start throwing the coaching staff under the bus and specifically individual controversial calls and things like what happened Saturday night in Nashville with the third and six playing man-to-man coverage instead of zone, specifically getting into defensive schematics and saying Greg Minuski not only made a bad call, uh, but also does not utilize the talent that they have, that's where it crossed the line. Again, for him to, in general, say, for him in general to say, look, we have to be more serious at practice, we can't be joking around, I didn't have a problem with that. As a matter of fact, I thought that was very cool of him to do that because he's right. I've seen it. I know it happens because coaches are frustrated about the same thing. They just don't say it in public. And that's the problem. And then when you add in that he backed up, essentially, 
Josh Norman's comments about the fans basically being bad uh, and, you know, booze and not being in Redskins jerseys and all that. That was another problem. And then after the Thanksgiving loss to the Cowboys, he said, quote, that laughing beep, using the S word, that beep is for the birds when you losing. If you losing, if you ain't no championship team, man, it ain't no reason coming into the building unless it don't mean that much to you, end quote. All right. Then he called the next day uh, again on 106.7 The Fan. He said basically Friday practices and Saturday walkthroughs are a quote-unquote joke. And again, you know what? DJ Swearinger's right. I think they are. I think they're too soft. I think they're too lax. I think they're too easy. I think players get away with highway robbery. I, I think the culture has always been too soft. I've said that a million times. But again, now it's like, all right, you keep calling all of us out and saying how hard you work and how little everyone else works. And guys that are working hard, guys that are leaders and guys that are trying to do it the right way and behind the scenes are not going to take friendly to that i.e. Jonathan Allen, maybe some of the Alabama guys, maybe Josh Norman, whoever. Now, then you have this situation, and there's more. I could keep going through this. Look, the bottom line is, is it was time after time after time after time after time after time that DJ Swearinger called out either the coaching staff, his teammates, the culture, the practices, the joking around, and again, He had a point for a little while, but then it's like the little boy who cries wolf. Eventually, nobody's going to hear the cry. Eventually, people are going to tune you out, right? Think about it from this perspective. If you're a parent, right, you keep telling your kid, clean your room, clean your room, do laundry, clean your room, do this, do that. And eventually, kids the most part, and I'm not talking about anybody specific here, like my beautiful, wonderful, awesome 14-year-old daughter, Natalie. I would never be talking about her in this context, but eventually kids tune you out when you see the same thing over and over and over again, and you're just grinding on them, right? That's exactly what happened, but then DJ Swearinger wasn't tuned out because it's impossible when you have media and when he's actually saying it into live microphones and when he's specifically calling out schematic things and specifically undermining the authority of the defensive coordinator and specifically saying, I watch more film than those guys do. That's the problem. And that's what DJ Swearinger and quite honestly, anybody that defends him is not understanding. We'll come back. We'll put a bow on this. Uh, maybe we'll read you some fan comments that I've received. Again, at Locked Redskins. At Locked Redskins is a good place to go for all sorts of timely Redskins information. At WrestleMania 621. At Locked on Net. Good to have you aboard with us. This is episode number 151 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Merry Christmas. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is episode number 151 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Again, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everyone out there. Thanks, as always, for listening, downloading, sharing, uh, whatever. Uh, make sure, again, you follow Locked uh, Locked On Redskins at Locked Redskins as well at Locked On NFL Net, at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram, uh, and as well at WrestleMania621. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, just in wrapping this up now, a bunch of DJ Swearinger's ex-teammates, recent teammates, ex-Redskins, league people weighing in. So let's try and uh, run through as many of these as we possibly can in just a couple of minutes that we have left. Trent Williams posted a photo of both DJ Swearinger and himself with Wizards DC family shirts uh, from recently, I guess, uh, at uh, Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. And he said um, in the caption on his Twitter, or on his Instagram, I should say, quote, some beep is impossible to understand. And the beep was obviously an expletive with the S word, uh, is impossible to understand forever, uh, fam- forever family. And then he attached uh, DJ Swearinger's Twitter name, an Instagram name uh, to it. Meanwhile, uh, Quentin Dunbar was very upset, um, or so it seemed, uh, on Twitter, uh, as posted by J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington. Uh, and you would kind of expect that, right? Um, you know, in the same secondary. I, I believe all of those guys in the secondary got along pretty well. Uh, the one guy I don't think necessarily... Um, got along with DJ Swearinger, ironically enough, well, or maybe they just tolerated each other. I don't know, but certainly Josh Norman and DJ Swearinger, despite playing at the same high school in South Carolina, did not seem to have a very close relationship. And I've heard, heard that mm, there was definitely some, some frosty ice um, to break up between the two of them. I'm not saying they hated each other. I'm not saying it was really bad. I, just that they weren't super close. Uh, I have no idea if that's true, but that's just what I've heard from more than one person. Um, Bashad Breeland, a former Redskin corner who himself had his own runnings in with the coaching staff and uh, some behavior issues, I guess, and... Uh, he was outspoken, and the Redskins just decided we're not bringing this guy back when he became a free agent last year, even when his deal went south uh, after he initially signed a large deal with the Carolina Panthers. They had no interest in bringing him back. Then he was uh, released and 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 ultimately signed on with Green Bay and uh, back and forth. Bashad Breeland said, quote, the new scapegoat, Welcome to club, my boy. And then he tagged DJ Swearinger. He said, beep, the S word, starting to be ridiculous. Self-destruction, much love to him. It is what it is. Come on down to Green Bay. Um, So you have that. Then you have Will Compton, a former Redskin, who 
played against his old team on Saturday. He plays for the Tennessee Titans. He said, LOL, what? No shade, no coincidence. Redskins just cut a talented player in DJ Swearinger, who he tagged, who said things he may slash may not regret. It had me reflecting on situations where guys get cut second chances and don't play again. Remember that you have to be conscious of the big about the big picture. To me, that is a very, very, very um, wise tweet. See, guys don't understand this. You are what your reputation is. I'm a victim of it, okay? I didn't get it for a long time that as outspoken and as truthful and as honest as you are, people do not want to hear it. People do not want to hear it. And one last one for you, uh, Perry Riley, a former Redskins uh, general uh, linebacker, you know, basically pointing out that GMs and coaches can discuss a player not playing up to their potential when they're fed up, but players can't call out these recycled coaches they using in their buddy systems, whatever. Um, go home. Just go away, Perry Riley. Uh, Perry Riley, whatever. Um, I, there are no words. Um, and Charlie Casserly, uh, I, I did lie. I have one more for you. Former Redskin general manager and former Houston Texans general manager. Uh, Charlie Casserly, earlier today, before DJ Swearinger was cut, and again, this is important because it was before DJ Swearinger was cut, Charlie Casserly said DJ Swearinger is on his fourth team. It is about time to give him a shot at his fifth team. He was disruptive in Houston. I would cut him. He is a box safety who is not a consistent tackler and has coverage limitations. That was before Charlie Castro, uh, before DJ Swearinger was cut. Then he added, for those who are rushing to DJ Swearinger's defense, you need to think why he is on his fourth team. That's at Charlie Casserly on Twitter. At Charlie Casserly, the former Redskin and Houston Texan general manager and longtime NFL media personality. So we wanted to bring that to you, some of the instant reaction. Um, and we will get more into this uh, on the next edition, episode number 152. We're out of time for this particular edition. Merry Christmas. Again, DJ Swearinger released by the Redskins. That's your big news. That's what this episode has been about, a Christmas present for DJ Swearinger that I'm sure he was not counting on. Again, that's the big story, not anything else in this final week of the season. More next time on episode number 152. Thanks for being with us on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Merry Christmas. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.